0: Email customercare at laranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. Welcome back, friends. In this week's episode, I am doing a simple and quick, healthy bean salad. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here and thank you for joining me today welcome back friends. If you're just joining me for the first time today, thank you so much for taking a chance, having a listen, spending your time with me. I think you'll find it valuable and I hope you will come back for many more episodes and there are plenty of other episodes that you could binge as well. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for your support. And speaking of support, I just want to give a big shout out to Jim who generously donated some money via Buy Me a Cookie to help support the show and keep the show running because most of you probably know it's not free to run a podcast like this. There's all kinds of little things that you have to have set up in order to run a regular show. And I've been doing this for, can you believe, over four years now. It's kind of wild when I think about it. But if I didn't love doing it, I wouldn't be here. So I have lots of fun things planned for this week and in coming weeks as well. Things to look forward to. So buckle in, friends, and let's get to it. So when I was looking at more things that you can make with hemp, because I find this so fascinating, hemp seems to be, uh, hemp is a renewable resource that we should be taking more advantage of. And I was interested to see this item in an article that I found, electronic device casings. And the article says, look around you. Chances are you're somewhat surrounded by electronic devices with casings made out of plastic made from petrochemicals. Your laptop, tablet, phone TV, DVD player, all are all of us likely made out of petrochemicals. Think about how many of those types of items you've thrown away, which are now sitting in a landfill. And of course, you times that by all the people who are listening to this show. And worldwide, it's a problem that obviously grows daily. Now, when I was reading this article, I went back to the original page and I saw that this wasn't a list of things that should be made from hemp. Not that are made from hemp, and that's a pretty important distinction that one little word sort of changes the entire the entire thing it changes everything because they are not making anything out there as far as I can find online with hemp to replace these petrochemical-derived cases that are around every single electronic device that we have. And when I first read that, I was like, well, are we talking about cases like the OtterBox that you buy for your phone in case you drop it, or the actual casing for TVs and stuff, and it looks like it's probably both. Now, I did do a quick search on the internet, and it appears that they still continue to use petrochemicals to make all of these things. So yes, these things should be made from a much more sustainable crop like hemp, but alas, they are not. However, I did find one company, Pella. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. That's how I as a Canadian pronounce it. It is a Canadian company too, actually. I'm very proud of that. Not that I have anything to do with it whatsoever, but Pella, P-E-L-A, you may have seen them around. I think they've grown in popularity and it just so happens that I have one of these cases of my own foam and they are plant-based cases that will decompose in a composter. I believe they claim within six months, which I find very interesting. And it's an experiment that I will likely conduct. They actually said it's better to throw those types of biodegradable things into something like a composter or, I don't know where else, like in a forest or something? Because they will biodegrade and return to the earth in a natural state and be used by the ecosystem. Whereas if they're thrown into a landfill, they're often entombed with other pieces of garbage and they don't have the air and the biomass and the other things, the air, the sunlight, the biomass required to decompose that item. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So alas, we do not have any cases or electronic plastics made from hemp. Sadly, they should be, but check out Pella case. I'll link to that in the show notes. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever, aside from the fact that I have one of those things on my phone myself. Before we get into this week's recipe, just a quick story, because something happened to me recently that really made me quite sad. And I'm sure as I get into it, you can probably imagine that what that might be, but I often commute in the summertime by bicycle. I like to go downtown from my house. It's about a 15, 20 minute ride, depending on how motivated I am to get down there. And a lot of the times that will be dictated by the heat. And of course it is downhill on the way downtown and uphill on the way home. So it's a lot easier to go, obviously fly down that hill on the way there. And I've been doing this for a few years now. I have a bike that Chris bought me a number of years ago. And funnily, it sat in the garage for quite some time, probably a couple of years before I really got into riding it around. I even did a couple of winters of riding, winter riding. And that was pretty crazy. Some people are like, you're nuts. And I used to see other bicycle riders in the wintertime being like, you are nuts. But actually, it's not that bad. It's, you kind of... Imagine snow in the wintertime all the time. And yes, of course, it can be quite snowy. And I didn't tend to ride in those types of conditions, but the snow plow people are out there regularly. They actually plow the trails as well. So I could ride on the trails in the wintertime. And most of the time when I was riding, I went out when the streets were clear. So it definitely felt safer. And I made use of the trails like I always do because I prefer to ride trails, of course, than on the streets just because of visibility. And it just feels safer. And it's usually more scenic as well, but so I've done all kinds of riding for commuting purposes and I love it. It's great exercise. I feel really good. I mean, sometimes, you know, you might show up to a place a little sweaty, but there's ways to prepare for that. And I had bike bags and a special case for my phone so I could have that on my handlebars, the whole nine yards. And I went downtown the other night and I parked it behind my daughter's restaurant as I tend to do because it's in a courtyard and it feels less visible than having it locked up on the street. And I went about my business and then... Later on, I met my husband and we went out for a little bit. And then when we came back to the vehicle, we'll often toss the bike into the back of the van because he uses the van that we drive for a work vehicle. And so only the rear seats are in there. It's really easy to toss it in. And for whatever reason, we forgot. It didn't even cross my mind. And in fact, halfway home, he thought about it. And then we just didn't go back and get it. Well, fast forward a couple days and I was again, downtown and I hadn't had a chance to get back there in a couple of days. And I was meeting a friend. And when I went back, I told my friend, you know, she offered me a ride home. I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride my bike home because I need to pick it up and get, and get it back to the house. Cause I wanted to use it for some more commuting. And I knew I was wanting to be getting around the city and it was gone. It was gone. They had, I don't know who they is, but they had, had, uh, must've had some pretty heavy duty, uh, cutters of some kind because there was a, you know, a decent sized lock on it. This is not the first bike I've had stolen. And my helmet was attached to that lock as well. Cause I usually would keep that with the bike because I didn't want to have to carry around the helmet and it was gone. And I was, I have not been so sad and discouraged in so long. I've had that bike now for God, I don't know, years now, five, six years I didn't even get it new. My husband bought when he bought it for me. It wasn't new, but it was such a great bike. I love that bike. I love the the shifting. I love the gears. I love the disc brakes. I loved everything about it. And I'm so sad. I did put in a police report knowing full well that I was probably wasting my time that I will never hear back. But the real, the real interesting thing is those thieves out there Unless they're take, taking, the, unless it was a more professional outfit that may have been sort of spying on the bike and been like, "Ooh, it's been down there for a couple of days," and totally my fault. I should not have left it down there. I'm kicking myself so hard right now. But I had stickers on that bike, and on the rear fork, there is a sticker of my face smiling out at whoever is now handling that bike. So those fuckers are going to have to peel that face sticker off, knowing that that's me or they're just going to ride around with my face. And then it might also make the bike more identifiable if I happen to see it. I I keep checking Facebook Marketplace expecting it to turn up there, but it's only been a, a few days. So alas, it sucks when that kind of thing happens to you. But at the end of the day, no one was hurt. I'm sad, yes. At least it happened closer to the end of the riding season and not at the beginning, which would have been more heartbreaking. Whoever's riding it, maybe they needed the bike more than I did. And I did just replace the the front brake pads and cleaned the rear brake pads at the local bike shop here where you can work on your own bike. And that's my story of the day. And I'm just sharing it because I'm so heartbroken and so disappointed that I don't have that bike anymore. And ah, alas, let's get into the recipe, shall we? Let's uh, not turn this whole episode into a bummer because we want to keep things upbeat because you know, what's been helping is edibles. (laughs) been enjoying edibles in the evening. I've been, you know, puffing on my, on my dry herb vaporizer and that really helps keep me happy and focused and remembering that I live an abundant life. And somewhere out there, there is someone who is killing to live the life that you live. And I try to remind myself of that often because sometimes we're like, you know, things aren't going so well, or you wish you had a new bike or you wish you had a car or what X, Y, and Z somewhere out there, there was someone who would kill to have the life that you live. And I can't remember where I heard that quote, but it really did strike me because sometimes we focus more on the lack than on the abundance that we enjoy. So I hope you're enjoying an abundance of edibles lately. And this next recipe is going to get you into the edibles again in a really simple and easy way, and it is sort of like an end-of-season recipe, I guess, but summer isn't over yet, my friends. Fall doesn't arrive until September 21st or 20th or whatever day it is, and it's been pretty hot around these parts lately. We seem to be having a, a late summer heat wave that we did not enjoy for most of the summer, actually, and this bean salad I have made several times this summer because it's so easy and you often just don't want to cook. I know that's me. You don't want to, I will I will fire up the barbecue, but you don't want to fire up the oven. You don't want to be, you know, standing over a hot stove or any of that stuff. So you can whip up a batch of this and have easy meals, snacks, sides, potluck contributions in 15 minutes or less. So I actually had to check to see if I had done a bean salad for the show before because I thought I had actually. And then I was like, oh, I have not. Opportunity. I'll be working more. I'll be working actually in the next little bit to add more recipes to the recipes page on the website, because I have noticed that there's a bunch of recipes on the recipes page. That's sort of like the place where all the recipes are collected, but I have over 200 episodes right now. And there's definitely plenty of recipes that I have written out and not added to that page because I've forgotten. So I have a plan to, to work, to add those to the, to the recipes page. But don't forget friends, if you're looking for something interesting or different or, or whatever, a classic, a class gettable, nothing sometimes beats the classic infused cookie. You can always search the website too. And a lot of those recipe pages will have the recipe embedded into the into that page as well. Now, maybe not from the early early days because my show notes looked a lot different back then, and that's a project for another day because the list of projects I could get into is never ending. But I will try and work on that. So I've not done the bean salad yet. So I was like, booyah! So I found a recipe. What was it called? Like an easy three bean salad, and of course that attracted my attention because even when it's even when it's not hot out, I often look for something quick and easy because, you know, it's eating is one of those things you have to do every day, no matter what. The dressing for this salad is pretty standard amongst different recipes. They might have a few different variations, but you're looking at like an olive oil, red wine vinegar, Dijon mustard, oregano, salt, pepper, that kind of thing. And of course it's in the dressing that you'll infuse this dish. And of course this is a choose your own adventure, THC, CBD, a ratio of THC to CBD, or perhaps just partly infuse olive oil with non-infused olive oil. It all depends on your preference, who will be enjoying it with you. If you are taking it to a potluck, of course, label, 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 regardless of whether it's just CBD or not, because CBD, even though it's not intoxicating, it is still psychoactive. It could interfere with medications and I don't know, all that kind of thing. And you should always let people, you know, let people be aware of what it is that they're consuming. So be sure to label. And that's whether you're taking it to a potluck or putting it in your own fridge so that roommates or whoever, um, people you live with know what they're eating. But again, this is a choose your own adventure. So the olive oil is the magic thing here. And you can replace some of the olive oil in this dressing for your infused olive oil. Now, every time that I've happened to make this salad, and like I said, I have made it several times this year, I ended up eating most of it, whether it was infused or not. And I've done it both ways. And when I was doing it infused, I tend to use CBD for this one so that everyone in my house with their knowledge and consent could still enjoy the salad. And, you know, knowing that the CBD doesn't get you high, but it still ended up being something that I was really only infusing, so I should probably just add a THC to it and labeled it because no one really wanted it anyway. And it's not that it's not delicious because it is. And if you ever had a, a bean salad, you've probably got, hopefully you'd like beans. And if not, maybe this is not the episode for you. But even my mother-in-law who lives with us, Gloria, was not into the bean salad, even though it's pretty soft. And Gloria is missing a whole bunch of teeth. So I thought something nice and soft and delicious and healthy would be something that she'd be interested in. But alas, she was not. No one else was either. Their loss, that left me to enjoy it all myself. And I can make up one of these salads and enjoy it like for lunch or whatever, like for several days in a row. And there is nothing better. Tell me there is anything better than cooking once or putting something together once and enjoying it two, three, four, maybe five times. I mean, talk about a really great exchange of energy for what you get out of it. That's a good cooking ROI, if you ask me. So the one thing you do want to know about this, and you may be aware of this already because a lot of you who are listening to the show probably like to cook. And that's why you're listening to a show about making your own edibles is that I highly suggest you make it ahead of time because the first day is not going to taste like too much. And I have made this salad a couple of times and then eaten it on the first day and been like, eh, it's not that good. And then on day two, I'm like, fuck, this stuff is good. It's so good. There's something, something so magical, but olive oil and vinegar together with some beans and vegetables. So day two is when the flavors really start to come together. And yeah, so if you can, I mean, you can go ahead and try some I have, but it's just don't be like, Marge, this sucks. And then blame me, reserve judgment until the second day is all I'm asking. Okay. So I found this, like I mentioned, I found this recipe online as I want to do, and it was called Ridiculously Easy Bean Salad, which of course tempted me to click on the recipe because I've already mentioned I like quick and easy to put together. And I mentioned this salad to somebody recently, and they're like, there's no green beans in it. I'm like, no, there is not. And it's not because you can't throw it in if you like. The thing that I love about this particular recipe is that it's something that you can tweak with what you have in your fridge. Now, it calls for canned beans, or well, actually, you can use canned or dried beans. Of course, I used canned because if you wanted to be ridiculously easy, that's the way to go. By all means, if you have your own beans, you want to cook them up, it's just going to add some significant prep time because that's a process, but definitely doable. If that's something you're into, holy shit, if you go that route, this bean salad is going to be pennies on the dollar to make, like seriously, because dried beans, well, actually, I haven't bought those in a while, so I can't really say for sure, but I can probably assume they're relatively inflation-proof. I mean, I don't know if the dried bean market is really going up that much, so regardless, even if it has seen some price increases, it's still going to be a really cheap dish to make. So I used canned beans. I rinsed them really well, but again, choose your own adventure, not just with how you infuse it, but with what you put in it. This salad traditionally calls for onions and some cucumber. I shouldn't say traditionally, but this particular one did, but I do see a lot of bean salads. I think that call for cucumber, which is great. And I've made it with cucumber once. I think the first time that I made it, I've also used it I've also thrown in kohlrabi, which is a delicious vegetable that I pick up at the farmer's market that kind of reminds me of broccoli stem, if that makes sense. And I really enjoy the flavor of that. And I chopped it up pretty small, so it was in, in, you know, small pieces. And that worked really nice. I also have used carrot, again, diced up small. Uh, You could add the green beans like my friend mentioned. I'm sure any other kind of vegetable that you have in the back of your fridge that you're like, shit, I got to use this up could probably work. Who's going to question it? Nobody. Choose your own adventure. Throw in what you have. You can use whatever you got. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. I think you will enjoy it. Again, the last of summer is still upon us and... It makes a really quick and easy thing. I mean, maybe you could throw it in a kid's lunch. I don't know how do kids do that kind of thing these days. I have no idea what people put in kids' lunches. I haven't had to do that for quite some time. Thank the Lord that that phase of my life has ended. And for all of you parents out there who are struggling with that stuff and kids are just going back to school at the time of this recording and by the time this episode comes out, kids will have just gone back to school and that whole chore of making kids' lunches every day is is on your horizon for the next several months. Make things easy for you. Throwing a little bean salad into the lunch. Now, of course, you're probably not going to be. Or of course, you're not going to be infusing that. But anyway, now I'm starting to ramble. Give it a try. Let me know what you think, and I would love to hear what variations you come up with with this particular salad. Because again, I think the options can be relatively endless depending on your imagination, your creativity. Now, I also have an easy chocolate recipe for you next week that I think you all appreciate. So you'll have that to look forward to, and. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with somebody that also loves edibles. You could also screenshot yourself listening to to the show, and I'll share it online. That's something I've never done before, but I think that would be a lot of fun. So please share, and you can always send me an email or message me on the podcast hotline. Maybe you want to talk about the recipe. Maybe you want to share your experiences making it, or you have questions for me. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. You can always stay up to date with news, events, questions for guests, giveaways, and all that kind of thing with the newsletter, because that helps to keep these episodes timeless. Then consider using the products and services on the Marge Recommends page, because that really does help to support the show. I'm your host, Marge. And until next time, my friends, stay high.